Sometimes, Artu, I can't understand your logic at all. <laughs> no, not at all. We are now boarding for flight 0598. Please keep all feet, hands, and antennas in the vehicle, and don't forget to tip your robots. We're almost ready for departure. Don't forget your kids. <laughs> this is why we won't get hired, because you can't work together. Leave, leave the laughing, leave the laughing. <laughs> no kids on board, unless they're cool. There are free snacks and blankets. There are no free life jackets, though. Do with that what you will. Oh, and we love you. I'm Ash. Welcome to Local Fruit, everybody. Our podcast or audiovisual archive of poetry, media, critique, ecosystems, chisme, intergenerational healing, and uh, uh, etc. <laughs> Everything. All the things. Mm-hmm. And I'm Pao. And just like Insecure, Sex Education, and Hentified, Local Fruit is back with another season of fresh content. But go ahead and go go listen to our first season. Because honestly, it wasn't that long ago. It took a lot of work. <laughs> it's all house-made, self-made. Um, and we did it out of our love, completely free, for y'all. So go ahead and enjoy that before you get started with us. But welcome to season two, everybody. Mm, go rate and review. Mm-hmm. We talk in poetry, pop culture, and our preposterous personal timelines as always. So stay tuned for the hot chamomile after a bath tea. We missed you guys, and we're really excited to catch up. We got a lot of new things in the horizon. So much. So much. As the Midwestern winter proceeds to eat us alive, we continue to keep our soul stoked with pop culture consumption and cultural calamity. So let's dive right into this big-ass pile of fall <laughs> leaves that we're not going to put in plastic, non-decomposing bags, because why would we do that? What? Why do we do that? Um... To be honest, even if you tell me why, like on a practical level, I still think it's a dumb idea. But anyway, what are we watching? I've been watching a lot of TV actually lately. Um, I've been watching this show called Tampa Bay's for the garbage TV. Um, it follows a group of frenemies, lesbians. And they're just like, I don't know. The show is all about them being like hot, messy and only mildly Republican in Florida. Um, I was super late to the Hentified train because I had heard, I think from my stepdad, that it was a story about deportation. And my heart could not physically take that during a pandemic with all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put it off until recently. And then I consumed both seasons in one one huge gulp. Um, I'm wholly in love with each of the cousins. Eric for his devotion. Chris for his nerdiness. And Anna for her, like, Bobita means well energy. Um, yeah. Oh, and also um, Insecure for the closing of cycles. Wild. It's so wild to me that like, we started that. Um, started our college career with Insecure and we've gotten to see it all the way through to its final season. Um, there's not an episode that I watched that I don't think of of the old roomies and you. Oh, um, I actually, I heard that the last season is not really balling out. You don't watch it, so. Oh, I, no, well, I'm <laughs> caught up. Oh, well, no, 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 not to the latest season, but to the one before this. Uh-huh. Um, and girl, I'm trying to graduate. I don't got time to watch TV. Fair, 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 um, fair. True. Um, no, but is it like, do you think you're happy with where it's going? I'm okay with knowing that, even though I know you want to spoil it bad. Um, I think I am. It it doesn't feel like, uh, I think I feel like my biggest irk at the end of, of shows, especially shows that have so many seasons and such a huge following is that they try to rush to like resolve all the like empty loose ends um and i don't think that's necessary like i don't need to see everybody everybody's ghost of christmas past Mm, so i feel like the pacing is really really good which is i think one of the most important things to me on the show i think you'll really like it once you get into it and even even if that's just my take because i'm sentimental oh no i'm so excited Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure that it's great. And I heard that there was a lot of good moments with um, Kelly. So I'm always excited to see Natasha fucking kill it. Fully. And she directed a couple episodes this season, um, which is also really cool because like they're they're really funny because Natasha is really funny. Okay, I'm super excited. Um, I have been watching, I guess, like the designated fall 
films. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually made a little zine with like hella lists of my favorites for the homie UJ because she sent me a Halloween care package. So maybe I'll scan it in. But but basically it's got like lists of all the things that I've been watching. Yeah, drop it on the ID. Aww. Um, New faves include Death Becomes Her with mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and Bruce Willis, who's actually really funny. Um, Who'd have thought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're great. Uh, Kubo um, for the for the visuals. Um, and the autumnal givens, like Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, Knives Out, all that, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, anything cozy and smoky and lots of skin. Mm-hmm. Cowboy, Bebop, y'all already know. Um, <laughs> And my God, Tony, well, um, I love rewatching In the Mood for Love um, or anything with him in it because I love torturing myself. Um, and also Chowder when I need uh, no thoughts and pure serotonin because I spend a lot of time still like, um, I guess, ingesting and critiquing. So when I'm like, I don't want to have any opinions, I watch Chowder. I love showing In the Mood for Love to film people <laughs> just to be like, this is the bar now. Isn't that painful? Isn't that hurtful? <laughs> <laughs> and also so seductive and exciting. Um, but yeah, what are you what have you been listening to lately? Uh we talked about this a little bit, but long awaited Silk Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about it though? Like really, like actually, truly. Cause I, I, the music is cool. But for some <laughs> reason, um Andy's like light misogyny is a lot more palatable to me on hotels with jasmine sullivan to like kind of balance it out him just being like this bitch i'm like uh, uh." (laughs) um andy first name basis yeah um he disrespects women i'm gonna disrespect him (laughs) oh i feel like i feel like eight out of ten yes which is is high Mm -hmm. hear me out the expectations are high Mm -hmm. so i feel like they earn a seven but you get a plus one just for like actually still putting some fucking effort in. Yeah. Um, but it's nice also to see like mainstream artists, especially men, collaborate and talk about their feelings instead of just being like, "Look at all our money." Mm-hmm. Um, even though they they're still doing that too. Yeah. But they're still delivering performance, and I feel like it's probably gonna be a really um dope collaboration live. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like something I'm willing to root for. Mm-hmm. But we all know that the girlies are killing it more often. And we all know it in terms of like fantasy and showboating. So like minus two for not not stepping up to par with the rest of the big players. Yeah, they said we're going to recycle the 70s and 80s and y'all go eat it up. Precisely. But I love disco, so it's no problem. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but I, honestly, I don't know anyone that's doing it like Tara Wack, Chloe Bailey, etc. In terms of like world building, just being nerdy, just being like, I'm going to create this whole um empire for this one single that i created i love that mm-hmm. chloe bailey and her ass on instagram every other day inspiration fantastic wow mm-hmm. um speaking of the girlies a lot more like latinx podcasts mm-hmm. since we've started our own little audio journey <laughs> um lots of like unfortunately girl boss freelancer small biz tiktoks um youtubes be- especially because like our pod saint big sister Mala Munoz, who we talked a little bit um, in the finale of the last season, um, they really got me like on my, um, mm, I guess like I really enjoy this. Like I wouldn't mind helping other people do this for a living more so than I thought maybe other things that I had been focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so much that you can do with this um, and it's not really like locked into a place. Or like an institution. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, that makes sense to me in, in terms of like how much I know you love access to tools or giving people access to tools. Like it just feels like an engineer in all in all ways. Oh, thank you. I aspire to be a STEM ho. Um, so lots of uh, on that note, I guess, Bay Area, California content, <laughs> um, cringe grad school content and Lots of stuff where basically I'm watching other people figure out how to balance not necessarily work from home, but like lots more flexible work lifestyles um, where people do a lot more like Mm -hmm. self-managing. Last season, we told y'all we love to be annoying about tech. So in staying true to our word, I wanted to ask how, um, which app makes your life easier? Because 
we talk about films and movies and other digital things that we return to often. But I appreciate what you had to say about me knowing tools well. And I wanted to ask you about some of yours. Yeah, I think. Um, so I'll start by saying that I really like looking at people's unlocked home screen. with the same <laughs> Sort of like morbid curiosity. I have to look in people's bedrooms and purses. Um, but I'm not honestly, I'm not a huge techie person. Like mostly it freaks me out that things can do what they do. Um, so my shit, like my, my home screen is not clean. It's not a minimalist dream or even like an exciting maximalist one where it has hella apps. It's very random, uncurated. She means that shit. Yeah. And I, I feel bad about that. Like, um, but obviously not enough to like change it. Um, but I, I think I download things at random as they seem like utterly necessary in the moment. There's no pre-planning. Um, I lo- I bought my last phone is an iPhone SE because of the storage like the camera's not fancy it has all the capabilities of the old ones nothing new um so i, I guess with tech I'm, i don't feel that knowledgeable um but i am sort of fascinated um and scared scared by it like i think it's crazy that i can do my entire job in a whole different state by like on my phone from anywhere in the world could really wake up and do all of it um but i guess on that on that tip too like being diabetic in the 21st century is kind of wild because they have these like little bluetooth speaker things it's not an actual <laughs> bluetooth speaker but like things that connect to your body that make it easier um for predominantly like middle class and above um diabetics to take care of their bodies which is still very scary but also like cool to me the proposition that it'd be easier to care for your body as like a working cyborg than it is as a human yeah literally. Ah. yep I was talking to a friend of the pod, Chad, about that, like I was saying earlier, about how it's it's hard not to want to work all the time because you know that you have the means to. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we never want to work because we always have the means to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also like still continue to have crushed ideas, which I guess is an unexpected part of the of living in dystopia is that people still having thoughts. Yeah. Things to say. Yeah, I remember when I sent my ask out for advice on working from home, um, a lot of people like graciously gave me their, I guess, experience with it, especially like during the pandemic when it it happened suddenly. Um, Time management was like the number one and two that people kept saying. But there's a lot of like this make sure that you compartmentalize like this is workspace desk computer and this is like this other pile over here is my real life, Um, which made hella sense at first. But I found that what is more realistic for me is just to be like generally available to answer emails and then cook or do laundry or handle my business or even take a nap and then return in between. Like I slide in and out of work as it comes up. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily the move, but I, I like that technology aids me in that. Like I'd rather be like, okay, I got a ping, got to go deal with the ping than to just be sitting, waiting for input. You're saying that she would have thrived with a Peter. With a pager? Yeah. Oh, I'd love a pager. <laughs> I'd love a pager because whenever I meet, this is a whole different tangent, but whenever I meet new people, I don't really have any social media but Instagram. So if I don't want to give them my phone number, it goes straight to Instagram, which is arguably the most like intimate one because everything is present all the time and it's just photos. You want a summary of who I am? Exactly. Here. Literally. So um, I, I would love to have a pager, a beeper, to just be like, oh yeah, just send me like three letters every so often when you need to beat me i i want to ask also i guess because i've been like i said i really like getting to like beep in and out of work as i'm needed what has it been like finishing school virtually i guess in general not just in your like in your personal experience but how does morale seem in your fellow students it is dreary my god (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i think it's a mixed bag um Part of it is that certain things are easier to like get away with, like less workload, less strict deadlines. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot more leniency from professors on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have like the personal privilege of knowing the instructors that I have to finish with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I can see, it's it's still pretty exhausting. Like everybody's still burnt out. Yeah. Um, we're ending still at the typically the same time that um semesters let out even before the pandemic mm-hmm. so safe to assume nobody is happy <laughs> everybody's doing what they gotta do i am um, six days from graduating doesn't feel real six days from the end of the semester 
doesn't feel real. Um, seven days ago, we celebrated our six week, six year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Time is just unreal to me it's at this point. Being like squished and like zoomed in on and then zoomed out again. Yes. So that is just like a bunch of pixels. Our little Star Tours moment made perfect sense because I really do feel like it's um like we're on a ride. All the flashing lights are strobing. They're taking pictures of us. They don't know where the camera is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and when you come out, you're a whole new person. <laughs> and there might be a splash of water. Who knows? I mean, I'm sorry to hear that because it's mm, like I hear you say there's pe- professors have been a little bit more accommodating. But then I'm like, is it that they're more accommodating or now they're just moving at a pace that is like logical and actually makes sense for people's capacity? Um, but it took a pandemic. For that to happen and then i'm also really curious like how long their grace will extend like will it only extend as long as they're tired also um which is bogus to think about but hmm. yeah um i also want to be clear that like not everybody's doing things remotely still yeah um so like i'm getting to finish remotely because of accommodations that i made going out of my way um that are not through my access center even though I have like access center clearance, it's been a whole like trial to have to get to know people, convince them that my story is legit um, or that my disabilities are real. And it doesn't take much convincing, but it's still a lot just to like have to do for every uh, a course. Yeah. But it's because of like this demand still, mm-hmm. I think, from school on all of us, like even the teachers that I do like that have kind of focused on my tools because I'm like, all right. Clearly, I cannot rely on the infrastructure at hand. Yeah. So I have to go find my own tools. Um, but if, if tech isn't really your thing, like maybe analog, like what what kind of materials are you using for hunting and gathering as of late? <laughs> in, the, in the name of, we, I asked originally in the name of digital literacy, but now I just want to know because I think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually carry a book um, or a notebook and a pencil with me because it just, I forget everything. And I if I put it in my notes app, it won't ever be returned to. Um, so in terms of analog tools, definitely rely on just paper and pen for most things. Um, and it makes me feel like strapped up, ready for the world <laughs> when I like leave my home and I have those things. Um, and I think for we can talk more writing practice in a different episode. But I think for writing longhand definitely is is what's best for me. And then on like a tech side, I use an app called InShot to edit my little vlog thingies. It's a really great free editing tool because it like has all the functionality of all the like free laptop um, editing software I've ever used, which is truly wild to me that they can. Anyway, technology is crazy, but like I can't believe that they can make it so that you can like export audio from like other videos into this one or like narrate the entire time, like add text and transitions. Like I think it's absurd that like, a phone, a tiny little thing can do all of these things. And it actually has more functionality than like the free editing apps that I found on computers. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I I really care about music. Um, and I usually it most mostly to like separate myself from the world or like at least intubate, intubate myself into like an introvert bubble for a second. Which is to say that I have really fancy headphones. Um <laughs> Ones that I would like possibly fist fight for if someone tried to take them from me. Um, You're and, not mugging these. Yeah, absolutely. Take my shoes. I don't care, but not my <laughs> headphones. Um, and there's some like Sony noise canceling headphones with a bass that like bombs super heavy. Yeah. What What about you? What's your favorite tool of late? Um, personally, I love Notion. It's a it's a laptop app. Uh, I think I'm fully gonna credit this little notebook app with helping me graduate. Uh, since it doesn't feel so real, I feel like a tiny shaking chihuahua 24-7. But the app, how do I explain this? So it, it's like your iPhone notes app, but it has the ability to use Markdown, which is kind of like code, kind of like HTML. So I can move each line like really easily. Mm-hmm. So I use it as like my digital planner because like you, I like I also need to write things down, which I haven't been so great at as time has been like wild. Um, so having an having an app that I can use both on my like phone and my laptop is mm-hmm. useful and I don't have to pay for it like Google, but it also doesn't look like Google. Mm-hmm. So it encourages me more to like open it up, actually look at it so that it doesn't look like work immediately. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I like the the point you're making about it not looking like Google because mm-hmm. living in the like <laughs> Google universe is <laughs> is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I I haven't really like purchased anything new for myself because I know that with the move, anything I bring, I'll have to take. Um, or sorry, anything that I I bring in, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Just kidding. You're great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the one like exception to that rule right now is that I need new glasses. Um, because the ones that I have just aren't aren't it. They don't work for my eyesight anymore. Um, and I'm having a really hard time finding glasses, like glasses that are exciting or suitable to me. So if you have any recommendations, hit me up on Instagram. Send me exactly what you want me to wear, and then I'll tell you no. Um, but yeah. We've been in such a Polly Pocket styleless mood. Don't know what that's about. We'll probably find out in a year. Um, but good glasses are hella hard to find. Jesus is in the, our engineers in the same um, pickle. His little, what do you call it? The little bridge? Yeah, the little footrest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, his little thing broke off, so he only has one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, 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 it's so hard to find good, reliable ones. And they really shouldn't be. There's a tweet that's going around right now that's like you need three different insurances for your head alone (laughs) in the U.S. at least. And that still has me mentally demolished. So for me, in terms of material, I don't need new glasses right now, but I probably will. Um, I would love to get some contacts once I can afford it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And also when I feel safe, like I haven't been wearing them as much because of the pandemic. And I'm like, that sound appealing. Yeah. But I think for me, in terms of material, I got a brown corduroy skirt that is mini and so soft and so sexy, self-brand, impeccable. It's mm-hmm. really comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has, I, I don't know, you ever like mm, manifest a piece of clothing? That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I um, I hear you on just saying about like the head insurance requires, or insurance for your head requires three different ones, like dental vision and et cetera. And I was having a conversation with my boss like earlier this week and we were talking about the moment that made you realize that you were like a whole freaking adult, like a whole full-fledged human being. <laughs> and part of me feels like that hasn't come or at least like I don't want it to. But the other part of me is also like, damn, the, t- the, like, the time that I spend trying to manage or understand or mismanage mostly health insurance um, <laughs> is, is what I think my like, damn, you an adult for real and this sucks. Yeah. Do you have a singular I'm an adult story or moment? Listen, you're you're always like you we can't do the sad shit all the time. <laughs> and then you lead me a sad horse to to water, to sad water. <laughs> um, because I fully agree. I will straight up avoid um <laughs> all of my adult um biz- business or like be really um not strict. I guess like I, I know that I'm only capable of maybe like three of these adult things a week mm-hmm. max mm-hmm. um so i really try to not push that and i've been trying really hard to be more compassionate about the amount of like adult tasks that i get done in like a week bi-weekly monthly basis just be a lot more patient about it in general i also don't think that it's like a singular moment for me for that reason because i avoid it so much but also because we're really independent. So like, even though I know that I have this perception that I avoid it, I really do be taking care of my shit. So I think it like the the if there ever was just like an individual moment, it might have passed us overhead. Or maybe it was when we were like 14 and on some survival hunter gatherer shit. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I feel like just being naturally impatient means that that'll never really occur to me because I'm just like always trying to get the thing at hand done for like if I can spend this positively though travel really grounds me like when I can make it easy and when I can make it work it it really makes me feel like being responsible for myself yeah I think um I think my positive spin would be like I'm, I mean it's a cheap shot because it's I'm looking at it right now but when I now that I like don't am not in school and have like a little bit of money and I'm like, damn, I could really buy people actual Christmas presents. Oh, I'm really so proud exciting. of you. Yeah, it feels really nice to like because like oof, it's it was, plentiful, y'all. This, this <laughs> Christmas tree yeah. makes me feel like I am running late. <laughs> it's great. I, I hate shopping last minute, but um, oh, truly. And you did that. And Thanks. that's in the name of self-care and communal care. Yeah, but it feels nice. Yeah. Adults. What the fuck is a deductible? Ah! It's
this is where it says let's get down to the flesh of this episode (laughs) um and so to give you all the fruit metaphors anyway we are in the pit between a whole last season and a whole fresh one ahead as we mentioned earlier yeah i love the fruit metaphors um what's your fave what's your favorite episode or favorite fruit looking back black cherry episode nine is like a given like that doesn't count because it's our first interview and i love anthony and so he should know that like that's on a little league of its own yeah yeah, that was really good content. And I'm I'm I was also really excited by how like receptive our listener friends are to like be moved and receive our other our other fruit, like our other friends. Heartwarming. Yeah. I really love the uh af- fashion episode though, Plum. I love clothes and I truly, truly despise the Kansas winter. I mean it causes my heart pain to wear coats. So right now I'm missing having my tummy out and getting like um and I'm getting my fix through through listening to this episode. Plum does sound like we know what the fuck we're doing. Um, like it's really structured and it came together in a really beautiful way. And mm-hmm. I also really like, um, how do I put this? The content era <laughs> associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, all super cute. Um, for me, between the rest, it's probably papaya, uh, which was parties, or mango uh, on intimacy because mm-hmm. we got a lot of positive feedback about both um and i thought um they were such like intimate episodes because they're a lot they're about a lot of personal memories so every time that we get a really like enthusiastic public reception about what i thought was like virtually no material (laughs) in the episode (laughs) or nothing new to learn i don't know it's really hard to figure out the balance between like educational and entertainment yeah but i think we're doing great yeah, and just us rambling about our personal lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So more feelings or thoughts and surprises about last season? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was a little afraid about how it would go for us to, like, how it would be for us to go dormant or incognito and rest for a bit. Um, I didn't know how easy it would be to return. Like, would our listeners fully ghost us upon arrival? Um, or or if that was just, like, casual anxiety? Um, and I'm happy to report that, like, at least according to Instagram, y'all still love us. <laughs> Yay! I was also very afraid, um, but I felt very like that bitch because of the weight. Um, people were asking me, our, our friends, but also people that I don't consider that like myself to be that tight with. Mm-hmm. They were asking me where season two is and the way they asked me what I had for lunch. And that's very sweet and comforting because I have no desire to be famous, but I at least now trust this audience. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised by the amount of ideas still coming into my heart and brain um and even through other people because i like every other immaculately detailed adhd bitch uh abandoned my hobbies from time to time and in the kindest way possible i genuinely wasn't expecting to stay so attached to this particular project mm-hmm. um not because i don't love it but because like that it just be happening yeah and i wanted to keep the experimental intention and i'm finding that it's just not as hard as i thought it'd be which is really exciting to find um continuous creative solar power and renewable energy for this yeah i was i was like you prepared for this to be like a singular moment of fun with really expensive equipment <laughs> <laughs> and it's still really mind-boggling to me that we got to like 10 whole episodes for season one is this still fun for you of course i mean i really really like writing with you um which is always like the most fun part for me so even before we get to the mic the mics are just like a necessary evil <laughs> But I enjoy my freestyles before the episode, too. Um, And our posting on Instagram is a super low stakes, like creative assignment, I think, too, of like creating a mood board for our like dearest loves. Um, And it it always comes with like an immediate response, which obviously feels good as a creative person or as an artist. And it also feels like a character study. Like I've noticed if a post has like Hello Rihanna, I channel or try to channel at least her like villainous, flirty island energy into the caption, you know. Is it still fun for you? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, because I feel like you just as like engaged <laughs> literally so much. Turns out 
that one of my like hidden inner child talents is not shutting the fuck up. And <laughs> I hadn't expected that and sharing my internal monologue, um, which is really fun and really cool because I wasn't expecting that it mm, that I had as much to say internally all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because I hadn't been like journaling for a while. And I'm like I've said before, like the pod helps me write more regularly. Mm-hmm. I think we're also both like hilarious. And I'm so surprised when we do both, so to speak, like when we drop some smart shit. Mm-hmm. But also I'm like, wait, that was the whole point of us. Like we just get to have fun as bonus points. And I love writing to you and for you um, mm-hmm. in a way that I had never considered as like emotional labor, even though it is, it, it doesn't feel like it. And it reminds me that not all emotional labor is for nothing. <laughs> there is actually some that that brings great return. Yeah. At the same time, I am terrified of what legality can do to the artistic license of this um, as a project. So if you are a beat maker or a DJ or a musician, hit us up. Let's make the local fruit designated jingle bop, please. <laughs> yeah, we've been thinking about commissioning someone to make our tune. And to be honest, nothing I hear nothing like when I when I try to imagine the sound. Um, so I'd love to just like get to be amused in the situation and see what kind of beautiful sounds our listeners are capable of. She's saying submit your ideas and we will find the return to bring to you. <laughs> I I have some ideas, but I can't do any of them. But I guess I guess the inspiration I would offer is like anything from the last season is, you know, there. <laughs> yeah. I'm also really happy about how integrated poetry is into the pod and excited about what it could be, um, what the presence of it means. And even like you say, received by our friends, even in their professional context, like the region. Yeah. I but- keep hearing people. Um, sorry, do you have I keep hearing people talk about poetry as this thing with like no beginning or middle or end. Um, and so maybe that's part of like what poetry is or, or the, the um, function of poetry within this podcast in our in our lives generally. I know that the 20s are a really wild ride with no um, sense of reality and that we're promised that in our later years, things might feel a little bit less absurd or random. But I really like I'm betting on that not being true. <laughs> like I, I've always Y'all are lying to me fully. I've always kind of felt like a whirly, nonsensical thing. Um, but I guess the words that I'm trying to say uh, are something like, like poetry is a beautiful nonsense thing you do on purpose. And I think that's a good practice to carry into into our podcast, into our other musings and, and a good dogma for life in general. I also feel being caught up in the geometry and literal shapes of it all, um, of poetry, like as a medium, as a craft. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking a lot about circles and stand up when it comes to writing. And I find myself trying to figure out what to do with the tidbit you told me about how when I did that poem live when we were like sophomores in high school um, and you learned what spoken word was. That that feels important to my life purpose. But I'm trying to find who that girl was because I didn't know her. Um, I ain't seen her in a minute and I hope she's doing good. And I tell her that I'm doing pretty OK, too. Um, and I wonder what she'd think of my poetry now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finishing a zine or a, like a mini chapbook that I'll be reading from soon. Tonight, actually, and tomorrow. And, and selling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm kind of blown away by my own audacity, but grateful for my capacity to dream and doodle and draft within all of this. Yeah. Speaking of audacity, um, what about it feels specifically like wild about it? And where, I guess where do you tap into to like strike into that courage um, to be able to create in a way that's not mm, restricted? I haven't listened to the last couple episodes of the first season in a while, but I'm like it's hitting me in the face full on right now that we fully. I don't know if you saw this. We did the things the other was expecting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Either. I didn't, I didn't yeah. intend to do it. Um. <laughs> a couple things that I think that anything we make at this point could be good enough to argue that it's a good slash service. <laughs> um, it's worth a little some something back. And it takes so much cumulative inspiration to make the things that we make mm-hmm. um, that I didn't even notice, like building around us. 
Um, and these things are overcome by the fact that at some point I had the energy or the ganas to do it, to write like 20-ish poems or to edit vlogs, to do whatever, you know, uh, to describe an era of my life, particularly this era. But I printed them and I felt proud holding my little stack mm-hmm. that fully printed incorrectly. Um, <laughs> it's really funny, actually, like the first page of the poem will be like right side up and the next one for some reason is upside down but it printed in a booklet form anyway i'm gonna figure it out all in the next two days but as for courage i really don't know bro i was i was writing up a workshop and i was like who the fuck am i to think that i could teach anyone at the end of the day but i was forcing myself to compile the poems and or for the workshop and write up what i felt that people should know about poetry yeah which is which is wild um because there are also people with like I, I guess a sense of like arrogance or maybe entitlement that are like, run me this fat stack for this master class. But also I've never learned how to make a PowerPoint. Like how, <laughs> how, how are those both things true in your body? Um, but you heard it here first folks. Um, and I'm sp- talking specifically to like my queer femme, my femmes of color. Um, the only difference between you and the basic ass white girl with a lifestyle blog is that they have the audacity to put it out there. Like, to me, your stories, your art is necessary, exciting. Um, and I personally am waiting on them. And I'm going to keep pestering y'all because at this point, they're forcing us all to monetize our lives anyway. So do it better than them the way that we all know you can. The way your grandma wants to see your dumb little dumb house, dollhouse life. Like, she just wants to see you put on your silly little outfits <laughs> and go on your adventures. It's me. I'm your grandma. Yeah. And that's the way that I, I want to continue to, like, create in community. Mm-hmm. I'm also trying to really acknowledge that, like, damn, I do have a craft, a routine, a toolbox, a community, and an ancestry, and a guarantee that you do, too. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, when it comes to all of us actually putting something out there, these things that I was listing as what I considered the elements or building blocks of poetry, like, within that world workshop mm-hmm. that I was making, were things that I realized that I had personal examples for within my own writing. And so right now I'm considering if tapping in is like literally just that like access that we demand for ourselves and having to be like, hey, man, I'm here. Give it like I'm I did it. I'm here. Um, And being able to tap in, being able to tap your Metro card that, you know, has money on it and swipe forward. And in this case, the Metro card is what I think I know or what I find cool and interesting in this life has a right to be. Eternal or ephemeral and who am I to not like fucking swipe my card and teach people how to write so I guess for me the courage really comes from mm, just the idea of showing up Mm -hmm. like nobody can take showing up away from me yeah do you have a specific access point for courage um that's a good question I I think generally my answer would be like I don't know if I'm brave um Cause I don't know that I'm ever really leaving my comfort zone, just like methodically expanding it, like one like tap dance at a time. Yeah, but I think this might be a case of me not being able to see what I do as brave because I'm the one doing it. You know, like I'm too close to it to be like this is a thing. Um, because I I know like from, I guess external forces that like growing up, my whole family and namely my grandma would call me intrepida, which in English and with a lot less honey, translates to fearless. Um, someone without trepidation and all this to say like I don't know um, if I have what I would call courage as much as I just do the things that I want to do or that feel necessary Um, and in terms of putting art out there I think the practical like very real answer that's not as like woo-ha is what I just said (laughs) is that when I need to pick me up I talk to the people that I know love me people that can recite my track record of bravery back to me so that can be like look this is a moment I've seen you overcome something similar um, so that I can use it or lean on it as an impulse forward. And I also try to lower the stakes. Like I let myself be excited about things, but also try to remember that like rejection is a part of life and usually typically not personal. And also sometimes it helps me to sip on my hater juice and compare my shit to like the white mediocrity. And respectfully, like it just can't compete. Like it has not competed. All disrespect personally as your part-time shoulder devil. I do not <laughs> give a fuck. Um, I mean it truly. On that note, Writing centrally and co-writing has definitely changed how I write poetry, like I was saying earlier. And in general, I think the pod has definitely helped me sharpen 
editing and revision skills mm-hmm. to the point where I feel like both of our shit's probably just going to get more shameless as time goes on. 100%. And it will be so refined beyond the point of white mediocrity. There won't even be value in, in comparing that. Mm-hmm. Which makes me excited for whoever's going to offer us a pilot. Cough, mm-hmm. HBO, cough. <laughs> um, once the real sitcom of us cohabitating begins. I can't believe we're like this close to finally living in the new in the world of New Girl. How do you feel about it? I'm so hyped to act a fool. I realize that I'm Nick Miller once more upon latest rewatch. <laughs> I am looking forward to walking together. I did not realize how much I miss campus for that. Like I just we did a lot of walking together, bro. Yeah. Um, and nervous about virtually any time that I have to like say no or we have to talk through something because boundaries are hard. Yeah. I've been avoiding having like six. Now it's down to like four important movie <laughs> conversations. <Bruh. laughs> so I feel it. Like I'm, I'm most. I think I'm most nervous too about becoming financially married because commitment issues. We stay broke and in love. But one of my favorite things about you is how you share your toys. Um, how you'll just like plop down your bag of markers and let me co-create or play beside you. I also think your bag of markers is here, bro. <laughs> um, um, but I'm I'm also excited for like the creation of a shared space because I like all of our ind- individual like tastes and capacity for coziness. I y'all right now she's got a Christmas tree up there, Christmas lights, mm-hmm. there are posters and blankets up. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, stay tuned for the eventual transition to video. We've been thinking a lot about like starting that for season two, and we'd love to take y'all on a little crib tour once y'all. Furnish that crib. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. In our in our very first episode, we spent about forty minutes just telling each other how much we loved each other, the world, writing, blase, blase, blase. <laughs> um, and then we spent a little time discussing what we wanted to come out of that season. Can we do that again for this one? Mm-hmm. So, what do you want? I definitely want to interview more. Yeah, especially um, I want to listen to more artists that we can personally like admire. Come talk like talk their shit and teach us all something i want to continue the like local fruit historian effort of capturing our like in real life faves and all their glory and also to swing high like why couldn't we interview mala or jenna or tommy speak on it and we will plan those emails even (laughs) though i will again shaking chihuahua like i'm so scared Uh, definitely more flirting with them too (laughs) for sure um is it is it local fruit if we don't renew our vows every episode do we also want, like, I <laughs> I would love to be a teeny bit more consistent, <laughs> but I think that would require even more of me and even more of you. Um, so also rest. Yeah, I think the strength of some of our combined favorite episodes um, is how much time we had to prepare. True, you can definitely, or I don't know, maybe from like the creator's eye, you can tell where the energy and brain space was was definitely more available. For sure. And just so y'all know at home, my allergy pill is kicking in. <laughs> Ooh, if I start talking crazy, <laughs> don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> but, but I hope for, um, with that said, I she like... She means I, fully, like, finish the episode, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, with that said, I hope for more time to, like, incubate ideas. Even though, like, we're both impulsive as fuck um, and we're, like, jump now and think later type of hoes, but... I mean, I love that about us, but I was just talking to somebody about how like people will say like, oh, I work really, really well under pressure or like I procrastinate and then I like crank that essay out. And I'm like, yeah, but have you ever given yourself the chance to write it with a revision? Like you you think that this is good, but that's the only way you've ever done it, homie. Imagine. Imagine. When are you going to get your doctor at home? Um, I just <laughs> want them to hand it to me. I don't <laughs> I don't actually have the discipline, <laughs> but I hope one day I find it. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I say it just to say that you're a great mentor. Oh, thank you. Yeah, to yourself too. Damn, that's crazy because I don't know if I've ever had uh, um, someone that I'd be like, my mentor. But there's a lot of people that care about me, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to continue our relationship with our audience. Like, it really warms me heart when people send questions or, I don't know, song recommendations and compliments. Like, it's, it's super affirming for sure. But I think even beyond that, it feels like buy-in. Like we're getting our most introverted friends to like open up. And if they're doing it, it's because they feel comfortable with us um, or because they feel part of like local fruit as a community object or project. Um, so I want to know what they want to know. Yeah, I, I'm oof, I have I could wax poetic. You already know how appreciative of I am of virtually any engagement anybody does with the pod. I'm so ah, like 
exhilarated by it. Um, and we ask these foods all the time what they want. <laughs> but what do you want me to coax from you this season? And, th- and then I guess we can reverse card it. Yeah. I mean, this is true. We do ask them a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I want to do an episode on dancing and an episode that requires a bunch of research and statistics because I, I am a PhD. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I'm I just like, a boo. <laughs> <laughs> on Capitol Hill. Um, but I love the idea of the local fruit doing math. Um, We've been doing hella math. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Who gonna build our Ikea shelves? Um, but yeah, I think, and also... I don't know, right? Like doing the intro for this episode made me really excited about doing a narrative episode where we like talk through something sort of like it's happening in real time and we like have to cast people either as themselves or or as other people. Like writing up an audio pilot would be super fun for me. That sounds so cute. I love it. Fictional radio. Yeah. And uh, I guess in, in thinking about the like fictional radio world, I'm excited to see like what memory you would pick because even though I'm down for the writing, I feel like you're the true historian. Like you are the keeper of the keys and the only one with like a functioning memory. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited always to see like what comes out of you where I'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah, that did happen. Um, but then I'm also excited to see you use this as a platform to like signal boost anything else that you want to expand into. Like in, in this specific instance, it's like the chat book, but I, I only see your like, um, artistry multiplying and using this as like a a way to like um not record it but like keep track of it or just like to catalog it is really exciting for me um yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why i called it an archive at the beginning because it's so cool to mostly like see our growth together yeah. deliberately purposefully mm-hmm. like <laughs> like like if they if they um uh, Google us, whatever that looks like in 500 years, there's no way that they'll be able to scrub my shit from your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Intertwine. Yeah, yeah, or it'll take a lot of effort, mm-hmm. um, which only speaks to its power. And I think that's cool. Um, I'm really trying to trust that I'm funny. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> what is so, the parameter? Like, how do you, how would you know? Um... That sometimes I feel like people can tell that I'm holding it back because I want people to feel like I'm taking them seriously when they talk. Mm-hmm. But I find the entire human experience absolutely absurd. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I think that also comes with being an earth sign, maybe specifically a tourist, where you're like, I'm going to just tell the truth. And it's really funny, but you might cry. So I don't know if I should. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in this, when I'm in the pod space, like everything is joyful and funny to me because it makes it makes me happy. So I'm like. It's easier to find things funny, and I think that carries on outward into my life because mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, this would be funny on the pod or mm-hmm. adjacent to the pod. Mm-hmm. I said writing a stand-up, which sounds super fucking corny and um, like cheesy and not something that I want to admit, but I am a lot funnier than some of these foos. And I hate to say it, but I have to apply myself eventually. Will that be this coming year? Probably not, but... <laughs> It might be. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to look forward to that. And I'm trying to find purposeful ways that are kind of like directed or focused on joy, mm-hmm. which as like a, a Save the Whales nonprofit ass bitch, it's, it's hard. It's hard to like admit to people that like I have no desire to do anything for them <laughs> beyond make them happy or make them laugh. So I'm trying to like find out where that's going to fit into all my like communal and servicey shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe that out of me, what I want from them or out of them or for them is probably the same as you. Like, I think we're um, good enough to go a little closer to fiction and try something a little bit like Mr. Rogers. Like, I'd love mm-hmm. to do more um, interviews, I said, but in like a environmental context, yeah. um, which we have absolutely no time for. <laughs> but I would love to try anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like you said purposely leaving our comfort zone, understanding that we have no idea what this season's going to look like. It could very well look very different than the first. Mm-hmm. Will we ever take the first episode down to give ourselves a chance? Probably not, <laughs> but it's, it's going good. I'm having a great time. Um, and I think there's so much to like do and see and explore with all of y'all. And I'm mm-hmm. really excited. Yo, 
boy from the clown looking like a birthday party loud as a motherfucker gifts all gaudy and you gonna be hurt until he burp i'm sorry trying to play it off even with your shirt all soggy drunk kala me the don dada gal come with hit it off pinata sweet as the guts that you can sit on the steps and make a choice because you about to leave the spot on the jet as we depart this local fruit flight the sound engineer and i are celebrating six years like i said and while this season of our lives feels like it's closing in on us and we are still broke, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm trying my darn diddly best to not let external doubt find its way in. Um, but the possibility of making this jump with him and all of us working as a team, talking about moving, is what I dreamed of as a teenager, if not specifically, and even less rough than I probably would have predicted. I feel very much the same about my sensuality as I do about my poetry or writing, which is that I never want to be ashamed or embarrassed by that early shit. And even this like dream of moving with the people that I love and want to leave love deeper. So even if it goes awry, even if I'm not there with you, like I'm I'm excited for what could be. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Um, very happy. Yeah. Congrats to our sweethearts. Yeah. He's a winner, baby. So winter times are good, even though it's winter. <laughs> um, and a death makes it easier to exist um, and or be horny with someone who prioritizes coziness um, <laughs> makes me get down to like the literal business of being cozy because mm-hmm. I'd be, I be putting everything on even even to seasonal vibes <laughs> yeah my moving clock down is saying I have about a month or so and even less when this episode <laughs> comes out to see all my loves and enjoy the holiday season with them so I'm trying to make the most of this time, but I'm also grieving the loss of my grandmother, the COVID and working and coordinating the move. I think pre-COVID, I was good at juggling hella things, or at least I did juggle hella things. But right now, I'm really just trying to do one, maybe two, maybe zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm tired and trying to tap in with my body and ask it what it needs day to day. I really do hate the cold and winter fashion, um, but I can appreciate the stillness that it encourages. Like, it's making me try to get in tune with what the trees are doing which is like letting the leaves fall swaying a little so slower and gentler and sometimes even sleeping listening a lot more to the outside mm-hmm. okay you know the drill but in case you missed us and you need a refresher you can follow us on instagram at localfruit.pod and send us all your feelings from this episode questions and spotify rap posts thank you to our sound engineer jesus and no one else because we literally do it all Ooh, all of it all of it all of it all of it until next time fruit we wish for you to have a little more audacity today than you did yesterday to snuggle up with something or someone warm to stay in our dns to keep us warm and to continue seeing the magic in the absurdity of life may we never be adults retweet yes we are the local fruit <laughs> we'll always eat it. should we start a patreon <laughs> Incredible. Incredible.